open to what you desire to teach us. I thank you for a hungry people. I thank you for a desperate people. I thank you, Lord, that you've spotlighted this teaching for such a time as this. Our ears are open. Our spiritual ears are open. Our spiritual eyes are open. Would you revive us again, Lord? And do what only you can do. We need you in this hour. The church of Jesus Christ needs the gifts of the Holy Ghost flowing through us. We need you, Lord. We're desperate for you. You know what I like about the gifts of the Holy Ghost? They're spiritual. They're not natural. You don't just wake up in the morning and all of a sudden they're on your lap. You have to pursue them. You have to lay hold of them. You have to desire them. Show my God is a gift-giving God. Worship team, stay close. You can grab your seats, notepad and notebook or your phone. You're going to want to take notes for this one. I thank you, Holy Ghost, that your anointing doesn't leave when knowledge is coming forth and teaching is coming forth. I thank you that this is an anointed, oily teaching for the church of Jesus Christ in this hour. I thank you. Worship team, you can grab a seat. Pastor Brian sends his love. He's watching right now. We honor you, Pastor. We love you. We miss you. I'm so grateful that the Lord is moving in this hour in the church of Jesus Christ. We've seen a lot of movement in the past few years. We've seen that the Lord is creating a new wineskin, and he's molding his body and pruning some things because he's coming in a fresh outpouring. You know, the 20th century saw some of the greatest moves of the Holy Spirit. We saw the early rain fall in Acts chapter 2, Pentecost, that upper room. But then we saw this beginning of the latter rain, the Bible talks about, fall at Azusa Street, right down the road, where flames danced on the rooftop. People called the fire department because... There was flames dancing on the rooftop while the Shekinah glory filled the place. Where legs grew back. See, any great revival suffers some speculation and persecution and William Seymour endured some of that. That great man of God. The Azusa Street Revival saw the operation of the gifts of the Holy Ghost. All through scripture. And if I had many, many, many hours, I would take you through every detail. This might turn into a series. I don't know what I'm going to get through tonight, but I'm going to break the seal. I think I can spark some desire in you to pursue these gifts because this can't just be a teaching you take notes on. This has to be something that comes alive on the inside of you. This has to be revelation. This has to be something that you lay hold of and say, God, I want more, 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 more. And I'm not going to stop until I get more of you and all of you that you have for me since you plucked me out of eternity and placed me on this earth for such a time as this. And I need everything you have for me. You see, he didn't just send Jesus to save you and then send Jesus back up to heaven and then the Holy Ghost came to fill you. There's more beyond that. The Holy Ghost actually has gifts for you. There's more. Lester Sumrall, Dr. Lester Sumrall, he was one of the last connecting links to a lot of the pioneers of Pentecost. If you're new here, I'll just throw out there, you have stepped into a church with a rich spiritual legacy, rich spiritual heritage. Smith Wigglesworth, Howard Carter, Lester Sumrall. Lester Sumrall was our pastor's pastor. Mine and my husband's pastor, Rod Parsley, is our pastor. We honor him. 
And Lester Summerall and Howard Carter had a very close bond. And so the materials that we're going to teach on, that I'm going to teach on, is pulled from a lot of teachings and writings and, and a book by Lester Summerall. He traveled with Howard Carter. He lived with Howard Carter. He knew Reverend Carter very intimately and closely. He saw the fruit of his life. And he wrote about the gifts and ministries of the Holy Spirit that he witnessed in action through Howard Carter's life and that he witnessed Howard Carter teach the world. The gifts can be found in operation all through scripture and all through revival history. And we should know the roots. We should know the roots of, of where these kind of teachings come from. Amen? Because the greatest outpouring of the latter rain is virtually upon us. The great outpouring of the Holy Ghost is here and more is coming. Do you want that? Are you here? If you learn one thing tonight, learn this. Learn to move with the flow of the Holy Spirit. Learn to move with the Holy Spirit. Don't get so married to the past or some ideas of the past that you're too rigid to be moved and changed and molded. Learn to release yourself in the Holy Ghost. Human beings naturally resist change and Christians are not exempt. Christians are some of the most stubborn. Let us never miss when God is changing things. Do you feel the shift that's happened in the body of Christ over the past few years? Do you feel it? What we learn here tonight concerning these timeless truths cannot be a, a simple teaching. This cannot be something that just becomes a part of our intellect. It has to be embraced in your spirit man, in your spirit woman. Don't say just I believe, say I receive. 2 Corinthians 10, 3 and 4. For though we walk in the flesh, though we're human, though we live in the world, we do not war according to the flesh. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God. Say mighty in God. These gifts are weapons. This is what you fight with. This is what you fight with. Who's your enemy? Satan. Who's your enemy? I'm not speaking of, of a war of violence and in the natural. I'm speaking of a spiritual battle. These are our weapons. These are not little cute gifts, little cute presents from God. These are weapons that we can fight the devil with. These are weapons that you can bring into your family and, and get your children back. These are weapons. They destroy the works and schemes of the devil. They make fools of every antichrist spirit. They change the course of history. Say, I want some weapons. Dynamic, dangerous, and warlike. We must study them and deeply and continuously understand them more and more. Because the greatest, hear me now, unused energy in the world is within the church of Jesus Christ. The greatest unused energy in the world is within the church of Jesus Christ. In you. In you in us, together. All right, so Lester Sumrall wrote a book based off the teachings of Howard Carter. Howard Carter got filled with the Holy Ghost during World War I, but he didn't want to go to war, and he told them when they said he had to that he didn't want to kill any Germans, and, and he might as well just go to jail as long as he could take his Bible, and it was in that prison cell that the Holy Ghost taught him about the gifts and ministries of the Holy Spirit. He gave them definitions. He gave him understanding. He gave him revelation. And he gave a manifestation. He saw them in action while he was in that prison cell. Howard Carter 
suffered much persecution, was even kicked out of his denomination for these revelations that we so easily can teach and, and use here today. They're used across the charismatic world from, from Catholicism to, to Pentecostalism. They are very well known and he taught them around the world. These are tried and tested and true teachings. And he's about to reveal them to us here generations later. You ready? Say, I receive and I believe. The word charisma, which we will find in 1 Corinthians 12. Don't go there. Just leave that up. The word charisma is the Greek word for spiritual gift. And it speaks to an extraordinary ability or gift that's given to a human being by another world, by another strength, by the Holy Ghost. And it's freely given to us by God. Charisma. Say charisma. Spiritual gifts are given as a special service to the body of Christ. And these gifts that we're going to talk about tonight are manifestation gifts. They're sign gifts. Say sign gifts. The Holy Spirit brings them, situates them, orders them, flows them through who he wills. Go to 1 Corinthians 12.1. Now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I do not want you to be ignorant. I don't want you to lack knowledge. I don't want you not to know. This is for the body of Christ. He, the word, this is not a suggestion. This is a command. Don't be ignorant. Don't lack knowledge in this area. These spiritual gifts concern us. They concern you. They concern me. They're unused weapons in your arsenal on earth. I remember when I first learned about these gifts. I remember. I remember when that scripture was enlightened to me and I said, God, I don't want to be ignorant about these gifts. I want to learn. I want to know. And I had to desire and I had to search and I had to pursue. Every mother needs these gifts. Every father needs these gifts. Every child needs these gifts. Every youth, especially our youth, need these gifts. Every family needs these gifts in operation. Every preacher, every evangelist, every apostle, every prophet, every teacher. Our Catholic brothers and sisters. Every independent church needs these gifts in operation. We need these gifts. We need these gifts. Everybody needs these gifts. Everybody needs these gifts. You need to know the power and the dominion and the might of these gifts. They're alive and they're available to us. But we don't know anything about them. 90% of churches don't teach this. The greatest revival to flood our world will be the revival of these gifts functioning in the church like in the book of Acts. We're heading into something. And our pastor knew we needed to be better equipped as a body. Don't be ignorant concerning the gifts of the Holy Spirit. So after this teaching, you won't have to say or you won't be able to say, I don't know. You're going to know. Say, I want to learn. Being a church member is not sufficient. Even just having the Holy Spirit is not sufficient. We need to move a step further into the unfolding of the charisma gifts. The gifts of the Holy Spirit that God has for you. Do you want that? You got to get desperate for them. These are not for the average church member or the sideline believer. These are for people that are radically in love with Jesus. These are for people that burn for him. These can't just operate randomly during the two hours you come to church and then spend no other time with God. These are for desperate believers. And so part of our job is to get rid of the carnality and our complacency and our indifference and everything else we're feeding ourselves with that have us too full to be desperate for the things of God. We have to get rid of all that in this hour. We have to set ourselves apart. We have to set ourselves aside. We have to separate ourselves unto the things of God so that our appetite changes. You know, you can change your appetite. 
phone, the screen. If you turn it off, you'll be able to hear him better. First Corinthians 12, four through six. Now, say now. There are diversities of gifts, but the same spirit. There are differences of ministries, but the same Lord. And there are diversities of activities, but it is the same God who works all in all. So this is saying there are many different gifts and, and, and diversities of gifts and, and different ministry gifts and different motivational gifts and different manifestation gifts, but it's one spirit. It's the Holy Spirit moving and operating it all. It's the Holy Spirit that's in charge of it all. Are you with me? Motivational gifts can be found in Romans 12. We're not going to go over that tonight. Ministry gifts can be found in Ephesians 4.11. We're not going to go over that tonight. And manifestation or sign gifts can be found in 1 Corinthians 12, which we are going to hit on tonight. Nations will be changed with these gifts if you let them operate in your life, if you get desperate for them. These nine gifts that we're about to talk about are supernatural functions. Say Supernatural. They come from God through the Holy Spirit to enrich the church and make a mighty army. They're not to make you look good. They're not to make your ministry get in the headlines or the news. It's for the body. It's for the body of Christ to operate in unity and love and humility for God to get the glory to show God demonstrated to a lost, wicked, dying world. An army equipped for battle. And we can't be a mighty army without this gift. And I have to build a little bit of a foundation so that we don't get off course in this house. Unity and love are the foundation stones of this gift. I'm going to shoot you straight for a minute. I can't stress the importance of unity enough. Over and over, we'll see in this scripture as we unpack it, you'll see one Spirit. These come from one spirit. There's a unity represented even in the Trinity that's an example for us. As soon as you and your neighbor grumble or complain about the church or its leaders or any member for that matter, these gifts won't operate here. Unity is foundational. Unity must be present for these gifts to function, must. You say, well, well, this is wrong with, with the church, and that's wrong with the church. You are called to be a servant, not a judge. We are called to be servants, not judges. God was taking care of stuff long before you were born. If you're offended, Matthew 18. If there are issues, take it to the person. If we want to go where God's taking us, we have to protect unity. We have to fight for unity. We have to confront things. Stop listening to gossip and tell that person to stop in the name of Jesus. Don't let somebody talk bad about another member of the church. Even if they're saying, but I already forgave them. I'm just telling you the story. I, don't, don't tell me. You know, I never hear gossip. You know why? Because I won't tolerate it. These gifts will not function without unity and love. You have to love the person sitting next to you for the spirit to flow through you both in unity. Are you here? The church has to stop fighting with one another, not just this church, the big church, the body of Christ, the church of Jesus Christ. If we want to be a mighty army for God in these end times, look at the world around us. We need the church of Jesus Christ to rise up and change the world. But the devil's working overtime because we're too busy fighting with each other. If this revelation of the gifts of the Spirit and your role, the necessity of your role within the body comes alive on the inside of you. There's nothing that we cannot do for God. 
So this content, it's not a lecture. It's not a teaching. This is something to stir you, a desire on the inside of you to graft yourself into the body of Christ and to pick up your weapons and to do some work for God in these end times. We need you. We need you. We need you. Wake up. Our children are dying. They don't know God. Every time they pick up their phone, all they see is a sex-soaked society. What do we think is going to happen to them when they're 50? I would not have you be ignorant. 1 Corinthians 12.1. So we must listen. 1 Corinthians 12, 8 through 10 tells us the names of the gifts. For to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit, to another the word of knowledge, to the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healings by the same Spirit, to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another different kinds of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues. Verse 11, all these are empowered by one and the same Spirit who apportions to each man individually as he wills. Says again, each man, lift your hand. You have a right to these gifts. You're a believer of Jesus Christ. You have access to the infilling of the Holy Spirit and you also have a right to these gifts. It's a promise, it's in the word. Say, I believe and I receive. Say, I have a right. But he's not going to waste anything. He'll look right through you and see if you'll use them. He'll look right through you and he'll see if you'll use them. And then it's his will be done. It's not something we can create. It's not, it's something we can desire, but it's his will. It's his will be done. And then they're given to you by the Holy Ghost as he Wills. 1 Corinthians 12, 12. For as the body is one and has many members, Jesus, but all the members of that one body being many are one body, so also is Christ. Can I be honest? Do you know when you miss church, a part of the body is missing? This pandemic has created a situation where we have people that think they can attend church on a couch in their home. That is not the body functioning together. These gifts cannot function in that setup. We cannot forsake the assembling together, assembling together to function as one body so that Jesus can be revealed and God can be glorified and he can be demonstrated through us by the power of the Holy Spirit to reach this lost and broken world. Are you here? Souls hang in the balance. You're not here just to sit in a pew. You're here to be equipped. You're here to be filled. You're here for the spirit on the inside of you to be stirred and activated so you can be put to use because there's work to do. There's work to do. If we unite together, we will change the world. And maybe there's only a couple people that came here to change the world. Not sure why you came here tonight, but you can. And if we wanna be an army, if we really wanna be an army for the Lord, we need that type of mentality, expectancy. God the Father gave us the gift of his son. Jesus gives us the gift of the Holy Spirit. Are you with me? But it doesn't end there. There is so much more. The Holy Spirit gives these gifts to the body, the church, from the son and the father to show God demonstrated to a lost world. Does that make sense? When Jesus came to the earth, his total ministry, hear me, not as God, but as a man functioning in the gifts of the Spirit. Every miracle that Jesus did was a result of the gifts of the Spirit. And if Jesus functioned and operated in the gifts of the Holy Spirit, then we should as well. 
In fact, John 14, 12, he that believes in me, the works that I do, he shall do also, and greater works than these shall he do. And I need to just put a reminder out here. The original gift is the Holy Spirit. The original gift is the Holy Spirit. You can't have the gifts of the Spirit without the original gift of the Holy Spirit. Are you with me? Jesus said, I'm only staying here long enough to complete what I came here to do, and then I'm going back to the Father so I can send the promise, so I can send my Holy Spirit, so you can get filled with the power of God and be my witnesses in the earth. The original gift is the Holy Spirit. John 7, 28, he that believes in me, out of his belly shall flow what? Rivers of living water. The church has diluted who God is right now in the earth. Jesus is not in the earth right now. Jesus is next to the Father making intercession for you that you would learn to live in the Holy Ghost. It is to your advantage that I go away is what Jesus said. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I go, I'll send him to you. The original gift is the Holy Spirit. Acts 1.8, y'all know it. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. You'll be my witnesses. Power. Say, I receive. Say, I believe. The purpose of the Holy Spirit is to empower us to fulfill this command. Are you here? To fulfill God's plan, His will, not yours. Here's God's plan. Send a redeemer, pay the price for their sins, then send the Holy Spirit so that they as a body can show God demonstrated to a lost world. I'm repeating it on purpose because we forget. This is why this information is so important for us to teach in this hour because we're seeing God's plan unfold before our very eyes. This information is for you. This information is for the church of Jesus Christ right now. To reach and change the world. Say this. Say, I have a right to the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Without exception. Say, I'm not left out. I'm not left out. Somewhere within these gifts, you will find yourself. Within the motivational gifts, within the ministry gifts, within the manifestation gifts, you will find yourself. If you search, even more than just one, there could be many gifts for you. We're going to discover how we're gifted and then the work begins. Amen? Because there's work to be done. He needs us. It's a wicked world to reach. A godless society to reach. A lost generation to win back. The kingdom of heaven suffers violence and the violent what? Seize it. Take it by force. We were built for the battle. Created for the conflict. We were never supposed to sit at the table with the enemy and make a deal or a truce. We came to take over. This is a battle. And these are our weapons. Jesus came to destroy the works of the devil. Establish his kingdom. And tell the devil to get his hands off God's property. If your children are struggling, you need the gifts of the Spirit in operation in your home. If your marriage is struggling, you need the gifts. Say, these are for me. I believe and I receive. If the gifts of the Spirit were to function properly within the church, the world would bow down. Are you ready? The church would supernaturally know the future of the present. Healings would be constant. And the inner motives of man would be discerned. 
When the church comes alive with these gifts, the world will have a new attitude toward God and toward God's church. The gifts of the Spirit cannot be earned. They have to be pursued. They're called gifts to reveal that there is only one way to obtain them. They're given by God. Are you learning something? Nine gifts, three categories, one spirit. Say this with me. Say nine gifts, three categories, one spirit. You'll find all these gifts in 1 Corinthians 12. These are the manifestation sign gifts. There's nine of them. They're broken down into three categories, but it's only one spirit in operation. That's the Holy Spirit. So this is easy for you to remember. Nine gifts, three categories, one spirit. And they have, some are more important than others. And so we're going to start with the most important, the most powerful at the top and work our way down. Nine gifts. Three categories, one spirit. The first of which is the revelation gifts. This is a supernatural understanding, an unveiling, a revelation, a revealing. And these are the greatest of the gifts. The first of which is the word of wisdom. This is the revealing of the prophetic future. This is the revealing of the future. So, so I need you to understand that this particular gift, the word of wisdom, is actually what Old Testament prophets operated in and New Testament prophets. The word of wisdom reveals the future. A prophet, the office, the ministry gift of a prophet is not the same as the gift of prophecy in the bottom section. There are two different things. But the church doesn't know this. And so you have somebody walk up to you that thinks he or she is a prophet when they're really just operating in the gift of prophecy, which is to edify, exhort, and comfort the church. Word of wisdom is the most powerful. This is the greatest gift. It tells the future. If the church was operating in this gift, we'd walk into the White House and tell the president what's about to happen, and the church would be feared again, and so would God. But it's a word, it's a fragment, it's a piece. It's not the whole thing. It's just a piece that God reveals, that he shows supernaturally to a person as he wills. Word of knowledge. And I'm not going to go in depth with these. I want to give you an introduction. I want to break the seal open a little bit. I want to stir some hunger on the inside of you. Is that happening? Word of knowledge is the revealing of a fact in existence that can only be supernaturally revealed. So word of wisdom is something in the future. Word of knowledge is something already born, something that's already happened. The difference is that word of wisdom is the future. Word of knowledge is something that already exists. Are you here? And discerning of spirits. This has to do with the comprehending of the human spirit. This isn't just about devils, although it is also about devils. This is when somebody walks up to me and I can see right through them and I know they're lying. It's an understanding supernaturally of the motives, both good and bad. Howard Carter gave a quote about the discerning of spirits. I want to just read out here. The discernment of spirits is a gift of the Holy Spirit by which the possessor is enabled to see into the spirit world. By this insight, he can discern the similitude of God, the risen Christ, the Holy Spirit, cherubim and seraphim, the archangels and the hosts of angels, or Satan and his legions. These revelation gifts are so powerful. They can change our homes. They can change our city. They can change politics. They can change nations. They can change the course of history. Do you want these gifts? 
Say, I believe and I receive. Lord, let desire stir in this, this house right now in the name of Jesus. Earnestly seek the greatest gifts. Earnestly seek them. Desire these spiritual gifts. Power gifts. Say power. These are energy gifts, movement. The power gifts start off with the gift of faith. This is God's bringing to pass a supernatural change, but no human effort is involved. This is God doing something for you. So this is God doing it, but without your help. Like when Jesus spoke, peace be still, and the water stopped. Smith Wigglesworth operated in this gift. Came home from work one day, and they said, your wife's dead. He walked into his house. He said, no, she's not. And he grabbed her and he put her against the wall and he said, come back to me. She did. For a few years, actually. That's the gift of faith. He said it and God did it. Howard Carter operated in this gift as well. He said he wanted to pay for a church, but he didn't have any money. He said it by faith and he knew God would do it. And everyone was worried as the days passed and the weeks passed. Then the night before the money was due... In his mailbox was a brown envelope, no name, anonymous. Brought it inside, set it on the mail uh, shelf where he usually put his mail. He was just going to leave it there, and the Lord said, open it. He opened it, and it was the money, and he said, thank you. I knew you'd do it on time. And then he brought it into everybody, and they were amazed. But he said, I had till 11 o'clock the next day. I wasn't worried at all. Gift of faith. Gift of faith. It's not natural faith or saving faith. This isn't the measure of faith that the Bible talks about. This is a gift of faith, supernaturally, that comes upon a person. Has to do with the functioning of God in you and through you, but with no human strength involved. Are you learning something? The gift of faith can operate in areas of divine protection and provision and more. The next is the gifts of healing. This is the only plural gift. This is when God supernaturally heals the sick through a ministry anointed by the Holy Spirit. A person is given a gift from the Spirit of God to pray for a particular kind of sickness or disease. Jesus Christ was the only one who operated in the gift of healing, meaning everyone he prayed for got healed. He's the only one. And this is the, the, the limited gift, meaning you can't receive this and pray for everyone that's sick and everybody gets healed. There's, there's pieces to this thing. If you study some of the great healing evangelists or, or some, some people that operate in the gifts of healings, then you'll see a, a common thread through the fruit in their ministry. Maybe they see a lot of blind eyes open or there were some that operated a lot in, in the healing of rheumatoid arthritis or, or a certain sickness. And that's just a particular gift they were given. It would destroy a person if everyone they, they prayed for got healed. People would think they were God. They would never be able to handle all of the, the attention and, 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 and the, the, the accolades and the money people would throw at them. So this is a limited gift, but it should be pursued. And the working of miracles. This gift does work through a human instrument. This gift works through a person. It's a person doing a supernatural act by divine energy of the Holy Spirit, like when Samson bare handedly tore apart the lion. It's God doing something through you. Like when Jesus broke the bread and it multiplied. Are you hearing me? This is not a miracle for God, though. God's omnipotent, omniscient, omnipresent. This is not a miracle for him. This is a miracle for us. Through the power gifts, God imparts his own divine powers and abilities to man. They involve supernatural ability and energy that man does not naturally possess. Is this good stuff? Raise up an army here, Lord. Inspiration gifts. Now, these are the smaller of the gifts, but these are mostly to function within the church, to change and build up the church. 
So, so the, the revelation gifts can change and impact the world in incredible ways and used in that capacity. But the inspiration gifts are for the church to edify, to exhort, to comfort. All right, are you ready? Gift of prophecy. The gift of prophecy is the anointed speaking forth of words of edification, exhortation, and comfort. And these words are supernaturally given to the church from God. And then we see the gift of tongues. And this might be the one that is taught wrong the most and most misunderstood. The gift of tongues is not your personal prayer language when you receive the Holy Spirit, the baptism of the Holy Spirit. This is, this is a, a corporate, public message in tongues. Under the power and the anointing of the Holy Spirit, it's a message from God in a language not understood by the person giving it. He does not give it from his mind. He gives it from his spirit or she gives it from her spirit. And then the sister gift to that is the interpretation of tongues. Now let me, let me this, this is not the translation of tongues. I thank God that the, the Bible is translated. That's not an interpretation. This is an interpretation. That means I might interpret a tongue different than Pastor Alba. It's the Holy Spirit through both of us. The message at its core is the same. But the Lord uses our abilities and understanding differently. It's an interpretation. Are you here? When a message of tongues has been given, then the interpretation of tongues goes into operation. Now, if I give a message in tongues and there's not another interpreter in the room, I can interpret it if I have the gift. And everyone who operates in the gift of tongues needs to pray that they can also interpret. But it's better if two operate together, greater unity and a greater witness. And now I want to tell you something. Gift of tongues plus interpretation of tongues equals prophecy. Gift of tongues plus interpretation of tongues equals prophecy. So this as a whole is for the comfort, exhortation, and edification of the church, of the body of Christ. Amen. Through the inspiration gifts, God brings his anointing and his blessing to the church. These gifts have to do with corporate worship, not personal worship. 1 Corinthians 14.3 gives the total blessing of these gifts that I've mentioned multiple times because I'm trying to get this into your spirit. He who prophesies speaks edification, exhortation, and comfort to men. Again, tongues plus interpretation equals prophecy. 1 Corinthians 14.4 tells us prophecy, what edifies the church. We need build up. We have people that come in here so dry and so hopeless and in need of being built up, in need of, of being encouraged, in need of being comforted. The body, when it works together, has unlimited, unused power from the Holy Spirit. Go to 1 Corinthians 12, 25. And I need to highlight this point yet again because it is the foundation. There should be no schism, no division in the body, but that the members should have the same care for one another. 27. Now you are the body of Christ and members individually. Say, so that's me. We must have unity to be effective, and we have to fight for it. We have to fight for it. Our eyes have to be on the correct enemy and not on each other. We are the body. Let me make this a little more personal for you. Go to Matthew 18, 18. This also talks about unity. Assuredly, I say to you, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Do you believe this scripture? Do you believe you can bind cancer? Do you believe you can bind sickness? Do you, do you believe you can bind that tormenting spirit affecting your children? Do you believe that? Do you believe you can bind the devil? Do you? Do you believe that? 
What if I told you that's not for you? Good 18, 19. What's the first word? Again. What's the first word? Again. That means we can't have 18 without 19. We can't have 18 without 19. Until 19 is established, because he's saying, again, I say to you, that if two of you agree on earth concerning anything that they ask, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. Again, I say to you, again, I say to you, again, I say to you. That means it was said before, it was established before, and for us to effectually bind and loose, we need to be united or we'll never experience the fullness of the power of that scripture. What's my point? Unity. It is the banner I carry. It is the fight I intercede for. It is the very blood that I would shed if I could. It is the only thing that will allow this thing to work. The devil's in the business of dividing you from other Christians, of dividing you from the remnant church, of getting you not to come to church, of getting you to forsake the assembling together, of getting you to be mad at your spouse, of getting you to be too angry at your babies to lay hands on them. Unity. Everything we just learned about these gifts hinges on unity and love. If you can't look down your pew with love, even if you don't know them, with love, unity, this doesn't work. Because verse 20, where two or three are gathered together in my name, I am there in the midst of them. I am there in the midst of them. So here's what happens when we come in agreement He's there. When we come in agreement in any situation, then whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. So look at somebody next to you and say, I don't care how strange you are, I need you. I don't care, I need you. I have a miracle coming my way, I need you. We have a generation to reach. I need you. We have revival to sustain. I need you. We have an awakening that we're believing for in this nation. I need you. We have sick bodies in our churches. I need you. We have cancer and tumors and diabetes. I need you. Depression and anxiety, I need you. Get an agreement. How many of you are believing for a miracle right now? Stand to your feet, grab the hand of the person next to you. Anybody that knows me knows I do this often. Get an agreement. Get an agreement. Declare that you're in agreement. Speak it out. Say, I'm in agreement with you. I'm believing for your miracle. Get an agreement. Come on. Say, I'm in agreement. You should be praying so desperately right now. If you need a miracle, get an agreement. Say, I'm believing for you. I'm believing for you. I'm believing with you. I'm in agreement with you. The body working together, united together, functioning together. I'm in agreement with you. I'm in agreement with you. I'm not going to let anything divide us. I'm going to fight for unity. I'm going to believe for the gifts of the Spirit to flow in this house, that that barrenness within the church of Jesus Christ will sprout forth and gifts will flow in the body of Christ like never before. We're in agreement. We're in agreement. We're united. Believing for your miracle, for your children, for that sickness in your body to go, for those lies of the devil to be silenced over your life. I 
I'm in agreement with you. I'm in agreement with you. I'm in agreement with you for your destiny. I'm in agreement with you for your purpose. I'm in agreement for you, with you, to be activated into everything God has for you. I'm in agreement with you that you'll preach this gospel. I'm in agreement with you that your babies will be kept all the days of their life. I'm in agreement with you that you're not gonna desire alcohol anymore to numb the pain. I'm in agreement with you. I'm in agreement with you that you're not gonna need pain meds anymore because the pain in your body is gonna go right now because we're united, because we bind. Oh, we bind every sickness. We bind every sickness. We bind every sickness. We bind the strong man because we're in agreement. We bind every sickness. We bind every lie of the devil. We bind every scheme of the devil. And we loose unity into this house. We loose, we loose, we loose a fresh outpour of your spirit, God. Be released, be released. We're in agreement. We're in agreement. We're in agreement that we won't settle for anything less than your fullness, Lord. We're in agreement that we won't settle for anything less than revival. We're in agreement that you can mold us and shape us and change us. We're in agreement. We won't be rigid in your hand, God. We'll be a people that will yield, hallelujah. We'll be a people that will yield to you. We'll be a church that will yield to the Holy Ghost every second of every day, every service, everything you ask us to do, we'll do. We're in agreement for every unanswered prayer under the sound of my voice. Lost family members, children that are confused, we're in agreement. 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 The miracles shot are coming forth right now. Lives are being transformed right now. Wrong thinking is being changed right now. We're in agreement. 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 That lack goes right now. Oh, we're in agreement. United as your body better equipped for this battle. Say, I receive and I believe. Now give the Lord your greatest praise. We serve a good, good God, a gift-giving God. Ushers, you can come down. We're going to prepare to give our tithes and offerings. Please stay standing. The anointing in this atmosphere is going to remain. We give a tithe, that's 10% of every increase that you receive. We're also going to take up a mighty offering tonight for Tijuana. I said, we're going to take up a mighty offering tonight for Tijuana. Do you believe that? 
Do you know that when you give tithe and when you give offering, it is also in unity? We all align ourselves under the mission of the Holy Spirit, which is to seek and save the lost. We align ourselves under our pastors, Pastor Brian and Pastor Natalie, for their hearts and their vision to not just see this city, LA, saved, but to see the world saved too. Reach LA, reach the world. Singular vision, singular focus, singular giving. There's ways you can give. We'll put that up on the screen. If you're writing a check, you can put in the memo line, TJ Crusade. If you're giving online, there's a drop-down menu for missions. If you're texting to give, information's on the screen for you. I want to share with you what the Holy Spirit spoke to me about what He wants to do in Tijuana through this crusade, through this church, if you will unify with Him. He showed me a picture of a shovel going down into soil. Can you see it? The shovel kept twisting the dirt. And the Holy Spirit said, I am uprooting and I am overturning. And there is fertile soil for the gospel to be received, for souls to be saved, and for fruit to be born. We're given to that tonight. If you will unite with the mission of the Holy Spirit to watch a city have generational roots of pride where principalities have once ruled, but when the gospel flows through forth and the flaming sword of the Spirit severs those roots and overturns those curses, I believe we'll see a city changed. I believe we'll see the kingdom established. I believe the gifts of the Holy Spirit Spirit will be released into that city. I don't believe we're going there for a moment. I believe we're going there to start something. I believe the Holy Spirit is sending us there to uproot and to overturn, and we will see Tijuana like never before. Changed. Cartels, they're getting saved. Drug-addicted people, they're getting saved. Prostitutes, they're getting saved. Addicts, they're getting saved. Oh, if you would just unite now with what the Holy Spirit's doing. We're taking up a mighty offering tonight. Do you know we feed people at these crusades? Do you know we go into dark, impoverished places in unity and in love, the love of Jesus, and say, come, we have blessings for you. Our next phase of this crusade which is in just over five weeks. Our next phase, we need to raise $50,000. We're taking up a mighty offering tonight. If you're watching online, there will be instructions online. You can give on our website, cr.city give. We're gonna unite with what the Holy Spirit's gonna do as you prepare to give. I'm going to bless this offering. But I pray that tonight we give in holy reverence, in joining in unity the mission of the Holy Spirit. One word from God can change an entire city, and it can change an entire nation. And God is using this 
church to do it. Releasing the gifts of the Holy Spirit, like Pastor Natalie said, to change the world. Do you believe that? Do you love the Lord? Do you love Tijuana? Can you see the city saved with me? Will you give mightily today in agreement? Will you agree with all of us? Will you agree with our pastor's vision and with the mission of the Holy Spirit? Father, if you want it, we will give it. If you want it, we'll give it. Holy Spirit, I know you're touching hearts right now. If you want it, we'll give it. I pray bless it. Multiply it. We believe. And we unify with you. We give because we love you. In Jesus' mighty name. Worship team, you can come. If you want these gifts operating in your life, lift your hands. There's a few ways that you can receive these gifts. You have to believe in the promise. They're promised to you, so you have to believe. You have to actively, internally believe that they're for you. You have to receive the promise. They can come by a divine revelation. You have to pursue. And the proof of desire is in pursuit. They also come by the laying on of hands. Timothy and scripture received them this way. I received them this way. And by desiring them. And so as we continue in worship for a little bit longer, the altar's open. And if you want these gifts in your life and you're desperate for more and all that God has for you, come forward, the altar's open. And maybe you don't want to come forward. You can spend a couple moments at your pew and you can cry out to God in desperation because you desire them. And I pray a corporate blessing over this house of unity that these gifts would flow freely here in Jesus' name. Pastor will be back on Sunday. I wouldn't miss it. Stop.